Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hi guys, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I have my sweet friend, Ashley, on. She is the founder of The Honey Scoop, and if you follow her on Instagram, you know that who she is and everything she does is just so sweet and full of joy, and I'm so stoked to have her on here. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, Meg. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so stoked to have you on and just for this episode and chatting all things, um, well, honey scoop and (laughs) just (laughs) healing and and, um, all of that. So thank you so much for coming Mm. on with me. I'm so glad to be here with you. All right. So let's get (laughs) straight to it. (laughs) Um, Let's talk first just about um, the honey scoop and what does that mean? Why why is your brand called um, the honey scoop? Where did that originate from? All the deets. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That is a question I've gotten recently, like kind of often people are like, why honey? I'm confused by that. Um, So basically the honey scoop is a women's lifestyle and faith blog to encourage and equip women through practice practical tools that will point them to their faith and just kind of thriving in their 20 something life. So the word honey, the reason why that is in the name is because when I was creating the brand like two years ago, I was like, okay, I got to come up with a good name. It can't be a corny name. It needs to be like a good name. And so I was looking up biblical meanings of words on Google, you know, classic me. And then uh, the word (laughs) The scripture, kind words are like honey, uh, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. I Mm. think that's Proverbs 16, 24. That came up and I was like, oh, honey, so cute. We can do some fun things with the honey colors. (laughs) I was like, all right, we're going to do that. (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so cool. And have you seen it just kind of like, um, I guess, develop, like how has that been kind of at the core of everything you've done since coming up with that name? Oh my gosh. Well, I would just say, so prior to creating the Honey Scoop, I had this one blog called Dear Ash, and it was like an advice column and nobody submitted any, you know, they didn't need advice. Like it wasn't really (laughs) working. And so I think my goal with it was just to create a place where people could come and just leave feeling like a weight has been lifted off their Mm. shoulders, leave feeling more equipped to uh, navigate whatever struggle they're walking through. I just really want it to be like encouraging and uplifting space on the internet. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, obviously I'm biased in saying this too, but I think that that kind of space is so important. Um, and I know even just growing up for myself and even still, like I cherish those spaces, you know, whether they're on social media or whatever that looks like, I totally cherish that. And just seeing other women, just living their lives for Jesus and walking through walking through the Christian life and just running the race well um, and, and encouraging other women to do the same. And like you said earlier, equipping other women to do the same thing because I think so often we do just need a lot of help, you know, <laughs> in, oh in gosh, this, yeah. like we need each other. We need the body of Christ. Um, and so for you to create that place is just really, really cool. Thank you, Meg. I think the same thing about SLP. I'm all for SLP. (laughs) No, you're so sweet. I'm so glad that we were able to connect um, on Instagram through it. I know. I know. It's just, that's what I I know social media can be 
such a pain and you know there's the social dilemma and we're like oh my gosh vetoing social media but there's a lot of really good things that can come out of it Mm. like blogger friendships I mean they're such a blessing oh my gosh I yes me and my friend were actually just talking about this the other day um talking about the pros and cons of social media because like you said there's the social dilemma and I feel like just a real awareness of the um I guess detriments of social media you know um because it can if it's not used wisely it can be hurtful um but two there are so many pros to it like you said just making real authentic connections through it and being encouraged like there have been posts that i've seen that have absolutely shaped my day if not like my mentality on things and have encouraged me in my life you know what i mean so oh, amen. there's just so there's so much good in that too Mm-hmm. And wherever there's light, there's darkness. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and it just I yeah. So I love the way that you you use social media, um, and I know that all, everyone who follows you and everyone who should be following you if they don't yet, oh my god, <laughs> um, will love it too. So that's it's just such an encouragement. Oh Meg, I heart you. You're gassing me up over here. <laughs> no, I love you, and everything that you um. <laughs> just share is so sweet and lately you've been talking a lot on your social media just about healing and family brokenness and you have this new course coming out or or that's out um and that you are just promoting right now um so i just really would love to chat with you just about um let's start with healing and and why this um idea of healing instead of just you know shoving everything under the rug (laughs) kind of idea is so important um what it looks like why it's important um so yeah i guess just from your perspective what is the importance of healing to you how have you found that that's really an important thing oh my gosh well meg i want to tell you I don't like healing. Mm. I don't like the healing process. It's yeah. not something I'm like excited about. Um, but yeah. I've realized that it's something that we all have to choose at one point or another in our lives because we will all grieve something. We will all grieve a loss. We will all yeah. be impacted by something. We live in a broken world. And so healing is necessary, but a lot of us don't choose to heal. And it's kind of like a choice. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to choose to feel these really yucky feelings Mm. and cry and like actually talk to people about what's going on instead of shoving it down and acting like everything's perfect. So, but I just, healing isn't fun. Like there's no four steps to healing. And I hate that. Like I literally hate that. Yeah, right. Steps and there's no steps to healing. It's not linear. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, no, it is such a hard thing. And I think even for myself, like you were saying that you don't like healing, I think it's something that has been a struggle for me in the past. Um, And the root of She Lives Purposefully, too, came from um, just a season of really, really hard and heavy pain for me and just recognizing that there is purpose um, that can be found in pain and in painful seasons. But that process of healing took me a long time. And I think a lot of it was because too, like I either tried to pretend that everything was fine or, you know, figure everything out myself, um, or any of those things. And I have recognized even years later that I really do struggle with, um, allowing myself to fully, I guess, heal and allow all of those emotions um, because I tend to want to just kind of either push them aside, but then they creep up anyway. So it's kind of pointless, yes. <laughs> you know, so I totally hear you on that. Yes. And and what's crazy is we see that in our day to day. We see that in 
America. Like when we're not ever letting ourselves feel anything or heal, we're turning to alcohol. Mm -hmm. We're turning to food, like, or, you know, developing eating disorders because that's like our, we have all this energy. We have all this need for healing, but we're not letting ourselves feel that. So it has to go to another source. So like it stays, it just goes to another area of your life. And that's where like really unhealthy coping mechanisms come into play. And oh my gosh, that's, that's bad news bears. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you, I guess, like for, for a girl who may be listening, which I think can be a lot of us, or it will be all of us at one point in our lives, you know, um, suffering escapes no one. (laughs) It, it, is it happens to everybody to some extent so how would you encourage somebody who may be going through something or even out of a season where they went through something but are struggling to um heal from that and struggling in that process where maybe they are turning to something that isn't actually going to benefit them in the long run or or they're just at you know at a loss for what to do with those feelings and emotions Mm. Yeah. Well, first I would just say to one, like, um, let go of feeling like you need to be perfect Mm. and like, you need to have it figured out because there can be so much shame when we Mm. don't ever, you know, accept healing because we're just so afraid of like being real. And we're so afraid of like Mm -hmm. coming out of our corners of perfection and like being, you know, just having ourselves just be ourselves. (laughs) Um, And so I would say first off to just not like let go of the need to be perfect. And then I would say number two is to embrace grace. Mm. Um, That's something like, you know, I look at the biblical view of healing um, because I physically don't know how you could heal without the Lord. Like I don't know. And we're not embracing perfection. We're embracing grace. We're going, okay, So if you're in this space where you're struggling, you can literally look to Jesus who's with you right now and go, I don't know what to do. I have this, this, this that I'm working through and I'm avoiding it and blah, blah, blah. But God, I want to embrace grace. I want to embrace who you are, what you say, who you say I am. And I want you to just carry me through this. And like, if you just bring him into that process, he Mm -hmm. will start pointing the way and like, he'll start leading the healing process. Cause it's not, it's not up to you to like fix yourself. Yeah. Like it's, it's the Lord that will lead you out of that and, and help you. Right. No, I actually, um, so by the time that this airs, we will either be in the process of, you know, promoting or um, for SLP, our new Psalm 23 study will have come out and a huge part of it. I love Psalm 23 because it really just speaks to, like the things that you were saying, it talks about how we just have, you know, such a sweet and good shepherd. But like you were saying, we can go to him to do a lot of this for us. And in Psalm 23, it talks about like, he leads me, he guides me, he, Mm. you know, makes me lie down. And like, he does all of these things. He's the one who defends us. And he's the one who does all of these things. And I love that for a little portion of it, every the first word of every sentence is he. And it's mm. not I, it's not like I'm supposed to be able to, you know, 
know exactly how to fix everything or know exactly how to, you know, navigate my heart and my mind flawlessly. But like you were just saying, to bring it to the Lord and to bring it and be like, please, like, help me with this. And he so wants to help us. Like he wants wants to help us heal and he wants to comfort us and wants to help us grow and just how often he calls us I really believe to just look to him and depend on him instead of you know having to figure it out like every single step by ourselves um and even to just embrace community like you were talking about going to other people um and and like you will be providing like being able to talk with other women who may go through something similar i think that's a huge part of it too but yeah i just wanted to jump on what you were saying there about how we can bring it to him because he really does want us to you know like he wants to be our shepherd and he wants to be um in second corinthians one talks about how god is the god of all comfort and he wants to be that for us he he puts that role on himself almost um and it kind of is, in a sense, up to us to allow him to take that role on in our lives sometimes. Mm. Amen. I love I love how you attributed it to he. And something I see in our culture today that kind of confuses this healing process and confuses like going through trauma is it's like, no, no, you're okay. You got this. Mm. Like, just repeat after, you know, just repeat yourself. I am okay. I am worthy. I am enough. I am this. I am that. And it's like, you're like, no, I'm not. (laughs) It's like, you know, we can't fix ourselves. Like we're, and that is even more so fueling that perfectionist, you know, like, okay, I'm going to comfort myself. Okay. How am I going to comfort myself? I'm going to go to really unhealthy sources of comfort Mm. because I'm going to take this into my hands or, you know, I, I've been hurt this way, so I'm going to protect myself. It's up to me. Like that narrative, we need to get out of here because that's really the narrative of the enemy. It keeps us alone. It keeps us struggling in shame. Mm-hmm. And like when we bring it to God, we're like, God, I have nothing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to figure this out. Yeah, You do though. So you take me, you help me, you comfort me. Like you are the one. So that is a really important shift in healing. Yeah. Wow. I really love that. And I love too, just what you were talking about, about how Satan loves to use being alone and shame. And I think those are two things that I think a a lot of us who have gone through something can really recognize is that you feel like you need to either isolate or that nobody else could possibly, you know, even remotely relate to you. So you, you don't want to open up to other people or like you said, just feeling shame for maybe whatever, if something, you know, specific has happened in your life or just even shame for feeling the way that you feel um and and those are such things that the lord really wants to step into so i love that you brought that up amen meg for sure so let's talk a little bit more just diving into um well first do you have like kind of a favorite verse or go-to verse um that you really love when it comes to healing or passage or truth Yes. Oh my gosh. So this one has been really, really good for me. It's Exodus 14, 14, and it's the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Um, And I just love that because it's not about striving. It's not about figuring Mm -hmm. it out. It's not about thinking about, you know, overthinking something. It's literally just letting God fight for you. Um, And when we look, you know, at the story of the Red Sea, like, you know, we all have like our own version of a Red Sea where we just these this big overarching issue, whether it happened to us or something we kind of found ourselves in, we don't think we'll get through it. And mm-hmm. God's like, 
no, be still. I got this. I can take you through this. So that that's a great scripture. Oh my gosh. I am so glad you brought that up. I have to be honest. So a couple months ago, I was going through something and my sweet friend Corinne actually sent that verse to me. Um, So that verse has just been something I've been clinging to lately. So I am so glad that um, you brought that up. That's one of my, one of my new favorite verses, just, um, just such a sweet truth and promise of the Lord. I love it. He will fight for us. Amen. It's it's that. so comforting. I love it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so let's dive into too, because this course, you know, it's a lot about um, healing and, and things like that. But let's dive into specifically um, this course and how it talks a lot about family brokenness. Could you could you just kind of elaborate and and speak to that and what what exactly I guess you are offering with this course and um, yeah, the, the girl that you are hoping to be able to connect with and, and reach. Yes. Okay. So, um, around two years ago, my, my parents told me they were getting a divorce and it was out of the complete blue. I was Mm. like, whoa, 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 what? And I remember looking online for like Christian books, like Christian speakers, you know, like just some guides, like Christian therapist, you know, and I just felt like I couldn't really find anything. And, um, I did meet with a therapist, which was great, but then I had to go back to school and I, you know, college has its own struggles, but anyway, I just, I just kind of see a need for counsel and for encouragement in the area of your parents' divorce or family brokenness, or maybe your dad, you know, cheated on your mom, or maybe you, Um, are struggling with a family member who has, um, you know, their own struggles. uh, And that is who this course is for. So um, I am, it's actually launching November 16th. And um, so it's called Beauty for Ashes. And it's a biblical resource for healing from family wounds. So it's very biblical based because Again, I don't think we can get through this without Jesus. Yeah, and um, also practical steps that we can do to set boundaries, to uh, you know break generational curses, to and to hope and wait well for our future family. Wow, wow, I love that. That is <laughs> going to be such an incredible resource. Um, that's that's so that's so exciting. I'm so excited Thanks, for that. Meg. How have um what has kind of been since you've announced it this reaction to it how has that been going and um i guess have you been able to really connect with other women who seem to have gone through something you know not the same exact thing of course but something similar where you really feel like you know this is absolutely for them and what would you say too to the girl who maybe is just hearing about this for the first time and wants to dive in um yeah go right ahead and talk all about it (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. So one thing I've continually seen, which I didn't think would be as prominent as it is, is setting boundaries Mm. with family members. And it's like through the board, like across the board, people want to know how to set boundaries. Um, Specifically with broken families, boundaries like don't exist. Um, Whether, you know, your parents divorced and one parent leaned on you more than the other one did, Mm. or whether there's a sibling that just continually goes to you for resources and you just feel you have to like, you know, just give everything. Um, It's just, so I've seen a lot 
of a need and knowing how to set boundaries. And I think we need community for that too. Like you can't just be in that alone. It's really scary to set boundaries with people and like have no one to talk to about it (laughs) or like support you. So we have a Facebook group to also encourage the girls through all of these big steps. Um, But basically I just, for, it's not just for divorce. Um, I know divorce is like a prevalent uh, you know, family yeah. wound, but it's really just, if you're, if you just feel like your family is imperfect and you don't really know how to navigate that space through boundaries, through hoping that things will be different for you someday. Um, this is a great course for you. And we'd love, I'd love to have you in the group and we can just be great friends. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I love that so much. Cause just, yeah, like we were saying before to be able to have these, you know, Christian women who, have either walked before us or are walking alongside of us um, to encourage us with things that we are going through, you know, very real things that, like you were saying, you were you were struggling to find different resources when you were searching and, and now are creating one for that too. So just to be able to have that, I think is so important to just so many girls, especially with this topic and um, just in this area. So that is incredible. Yeah. And I would say too, the whole premise is knowing your identity in Christ. Hmm. That is the premise because a lot of us think our identity is being children of the families that we are in. Hmm. So we, you know, if our dad cheated on our mom, we're going to think that every guy's going to cheat on us. Hmm. Or, you know, if divorce is something that runs in your family through generations, you're just like, oh, I'm bound for divorce. Like you just, you kind of identify yourself with your family But the truth is like you are a part of the family of God. Like it is God who calls you his child, his daughter. And this is just renewing our minds so we can see ourselves as daughters of the king rather than daughters of broken families. That is like the key to the course. I love that so much because too, just identity in Christ, I feel like is so at the core of so many different things that we go to, like coming back to that and who we are in him and who we are because of him, I think is just a life-changing perspective. I love that. Yes. And then it keeps you from like having all this bitterness against your family, because that's another thing that the enemy (laughs) loves to sweep in is like, you should hate your family members. You should do this. You should never talk to them again. It's like, no, that's not what we are called to do. We are called to course set boundaries that are safe for ourselves but we have to love and forgive you know 77 times you know like we have to continually love our family members yeah wow no I love that how would you um like jumping off of that how what would I guess your advice be to somebody who is struggling with um bitterness um or or just unforgiveness related to it could be family family members or just whoever but um struggling with that because the Lord does call us to love, you know, and he calls us to forgive, like you said. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just, just speak to that too. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, I would say if that is you right now to just kind of look at how it's impacted your life, Mm -hmm. like how that bitterness and resentment has impacted your life because bitterness does not hurt the other person as much as it hurts ourselves. It's like poison for ourselves. And so look at what it's done to you. Maybe it hasn't let you sleep at night. Maybe it's made you stressed. Maybe it's just made you angry, bitter person. So kind of navigate, kind of reflect what it's done to you. And then think, what would it look like to just let it go? To just let it go. 
and mm-hmm. to move forward and to trust that God will have his say in the end yeah. and that you don't have to, you don't have to evoke any kind of, um, I guess, revenge, yeah. you don't, it, revenge is not for you to take. What if you put that in the hands of God and you said, God, I trust you to handle this, right. just letting it go. You might feel a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. You might be able to sleep at night. You might be able to just feel peace like you have it in months. So I just, I think it's a lot about reflection and thinking about what it would look like to let go. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said too about um, giving it to the Lord whose hands it is in any way um, and just trusting him with that, with that hurt and with that pain. Um, Because yeah, like you said, like we, the Lord, I think, again, he takes on that role of the shepherd and he takes on this role of the one who executes justice and whatever that looks like and he and he gives mercy and he gives grace and all these things so that we can hand it off to him and be free ourselves he calls Mm -hmm. us to forgive and trust him with all of it so i love that you brought up that idea of trusting the lord because i do think that's really key in forgiveness because we're trusting him to um take care of what we can't take care of and to have the wisdom to discern what that looks like um and to to bestow grace and mercy just like he has given to us as well so um yeah i love love that you brought up trust in the lord and that's so well said meg like on your side and specifically it just goes back to your psalm the psalm Mm -hmm. 23 it's all about giving it to him so i love I love what you just said there. Oh, no, you're so sweet. Ashley, thank you so much for hopping on this episode with us, Mm -hmm. this podcast, and just really, yeah, just meeting um, this topic and um, speaking truth and encouragement to to everyone listening and to myself here just chatting with you um, about healing and, um, yeah, just all of that. So if anyone is interested in um, hopping onto your course and um, getting to connect with you in that way, how would they do that? Where should they go? And what does that process look like? Yeah. So first off, Meg, I want to thank you for inviting me on your podcast. You are so well-spoken and you speak with so much grace and like you were speaking truth to me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine what the girls are going to get just from your podcast in general in this first season. I'm just so excited for you. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Literally. um, You like taught me in this. I'm like, oh man, Psalm 23. I need to read that. Um, (laughs) So good. But so to find me um, and to find my course. So if you want to hop on the course, we have um, it on thehoneyscoop.com slash or backslash beauty for ashes. Um, and then if you want a free option first and to just kind of navigate the teaching and just to kind of dip your toes in, uh, we also have a free webinar. And both of these can be accessed on my Instagram, which is at thehoneyscoop. Perfect. Ashley, thank you so much. I absolutely loved chatting with you and I'm just so grateful for you and the space that you um, are in on Instagram and just your life. You're the sweetest. Love you tons. Oh my gosh. Love you more, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from 
it really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.